Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast, which lately has been coming out regularly because um, I need money. No, I need viewership, and I want to share this stuff with you guys. Um, with you, as always, is me, Chris. And I'm Bob. And uh, it's um, the middle of June, and uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be embarking upon Cancun for uh, our sister's wedding. So like, yeah. I, like I said on the last podcast, we'll probably uh, record something down there for you guys, or at least be posting interesting stuff, but... Uh, for now, um, you know, we've got some new things to talk about, as, as always. Um, first off, uh, for those of you that follow me on Twitter at, at the Chippa or are on my Patreon, patreon.com slash the Chippa, or just uh, look at my YouTube page, um, I have a new podcast I've been concocting um, called the Talkbuster Podcast. And uh, for those of you that have been listening, um, you know, to all of these, uh, Bob, me, a lot of our friends, um, we all used to work at Blockbuster Video. Surprise, surprise. A bunch of we guys. We did, that, yeah. A bunch of guys that like to talk about movies and play video games, uh, worked at a video store. How cliche. A- anyway, um, the idea was kind of, you know, this wasn't like, you know, a summer job. I-, I mean, I worked there for almost 10 years. Bob, I think you did a long stint twice, right? You were there a couple years and then over to Suncoast and Best Buy and may have came come back. I don't I don't remember quite where your track went, but um uh it was a good time, a lot of good memories, a lot of good friendships, you know, as as far as a uh, big corporate entity that doesn't exist anymore as Blockbuster was um you know, we had a very good time when we were there. I met my wife while I worked there, so it was kind of just the, the reminiscing kind of same of idea that all of these seem to be doing is um what I'm hoping um we can do. And I'm um, hoping yeah. to in, have Bob on for for a few episodes of that, and some uh, oh, yeah. uh, some other folks um, that we used to work with as well. Um, and uh, that's kind of the direction I want to go with that. So if um, if you haven't listened to it yet, please do. Um, and hopefully we can uh, keep that going and turn it into some cool stuff. So it is so bizarre that. There is, I mean, it's it's been long enough now that, I mean, I know that there's, like, a couple that are still open here and there. Like, I think there's, like, there's still, like, two or three blockbusters open in Alaska. Yeah, I you think. know you know why? Because uh, the internet really sucks. Yeah, because there's, like, terrible internet in Alaska. And so, yeah, because Dish Network owns them now. And, right, so, yeah. and so Dish Network kept, yeah, I think Alaska and some parts of the UK yeah. still have blockbusters. Yeah, what? How how did we not figure out how to get internet to Alaska? I mean, I I understand that Alaska is a wilderness, like, and I'm I'm just, look if if someone's listening in, in Alaska, you know, awesome, great, fantastic, but like, I understand that Alaska is like a place that we really only put people in because there's oil there, and you know, <laughs> like, well, no, I mean, like, right, we we like Alaska is a place that we put white people there. So to, to say that, hey, this, this belongs to America right now and because we, we need to get oil out of it, like, that's the reason that, that, that there's anyone living. Well, the, the reason that there's anyone other than the native Alaskans that we forced out of there uh, living in Alaska right now, like, I, I, I get it. It's, it's not particularly hospitable land to building, like, suburbs in. I get right. it. But, like, 
if they're going to be keeping all of these like company employees there, you'd think one of the first things that they would do is say that your communication with the mainland and the rest of the world is is going to be stable. You know, like if I mean, like a, a part I don't have. I get my cold places mixed up sometimes, but Alaska is one of the cold places where it's like nighttime for half the year, right? Yes, it is. Um, right, that, like, thir- like that was thir- that was the storyline of um, Insomnia. Thir- thir- and yeah, Insomnia and Thirty Days of Night those take place in like like the 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 upper part of Alaska, right? That's right. Right. So like that thing where the Thirty Days of Night that's the one where Josh Hartnett like the vampires go to where it's nighttime all the time. I fucking love that movie. That's a good movie, yeah. That was really right. well done. Yeah, so you would th- I would think that if I were a company and or a country and I was telling people, hey, you're going to go to uh, a, a somewhat inhospitable uh, other than for the native peoples that we forced out, sorry, from this piece of land <laughs> and, and you're going to work there because we need to take oil out of the ground or... Uh, cut lumber or something, and say, the bad news is that it's really cold, the ground is permafrost, all right, it's basically, you know, Oregon, but on an island, and part of it is basically Antarctica, and there are wolves and bears, and also no sun for about six months. I would think that a thing that I would do is say, the good news is you can watch Netflix, but apparently they don't have the internet. Correct. Which yeah. is why, so, which is so, why they have blockbusters yeah. instead. Yeah, so blockbuster. And like Taco, wasn't it a thing that they didn't even have a Taco Bell? Right. Yeah, like I think, Taco Bell like flew a Taco Bell to Alaska. I think Alaska is also one of those places where the Wendy's burgers aren't fresh. Well, they, they can't be, right, because it has to be full, because, like, it takes a while. Because, like, it's really far away from the rest of the country, right? Like, this is one of those Americans don't know geography things, because, like, we, on our on our maps, we put, a, like, they, they stick Alaska on the map, like, right down next to Texas on, on the map of America so that we can look at it, but it's actually way the fuck up next to Canada. Right, no, dude, Alaska's far for Canada. Like, yeah, like, between... Where people live in Canada and Alaska is like no man's land. Yeah, there's there's no excuse for this actually to be part of the United States. No, no, we we, we won it in in a bet or something probably. Well, we know we made some kind of deal with Russia, right? Right. It, it's it, oh oh shit, we're gonna give this back, aren't we? Yeah, probably. This, this is this is gonna be something he gives back. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just hope. Yeah, the four years or whatever it is now can't come soon enough. Yeah, yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. As of this recording, we're, we're at war with Canada now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, shit. Oh, boy. You know what's nuts is, like, no one remembers this, but, like, three months ago, that was the premise of Super Troopers 2. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Did you did you end up seeing that? No, I didn't. Since, I since didn't. this is a since this is a movie podcast, yeah, I, I I feel like I I I feel like not even the 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 way that I knew that that like the Super Troopers moment had passed was that it was coming out, and I don't remember you or any of our friends saying thing one to me about the Kickstarter for Super Troopers two. 
Yeah, I mean, I was I was excited about it because I like those guys. Yeah, but but I think it's a little past. I would have I would have been more interested in dumping my money into Club Dread too. But yeah, that's me just too. me. Like, yeah. Or or Beer you, Fest yeah. too. I, I mean, I or, or just a new Broken Lizard movie that doesn't suck. Um, right. Yeah. But but I mean, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it would have entertained me. I don't. Uh, it, it, I mean, it su- wasn't bad. Super Troopers works because of the time Super Troopers came out. I mean, indie yeah. indie fart joke comedy that was actually well made. Um, you know, yeah. isn't really a thing. <laughs> you know, co- the the crappy comedies that are making it directly to theaters now are are pretty um, high profile and made by big studios. You know what I mean? So it was. That's yeah. not really a, a genre. Maybe Blumhouse can uh, can move themselves into comedy next and bring well, that what, back. Well, you know what's weird about about Super Troopers Two is I realized that it's it's actually so too late for Super Troopers Two that it's now too soon. Yeah, it's almost like, know, we, like yeah. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like if they if they had done like the Force Awakens and had like uh, Han Solo come back when Harrison Ford was in his like. 40s it wouldn't have been that interesting because it's like oh hey han solo is is like you a, know, little, a little tub, a little tubby now <laughs> yeah what, like 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 if it was han solo when he was like uh, regarding henry okay yeah whatever han solo's got like jowls but like you know han solo when he's like you know in his 70s is kind of awesome like if they did super troopers <coughs> excuse me feel free to cut that out good mm. job if they did super troopers when they were like, you know, like super old, you know, it might be like kind of hysterical. Oh, like it, would now be, they're gonna, it would be awesome. Like now they're going to do like Bill and Ted, like three now that those guys are like super old. And it's like, okay, cool. You know, well, yeah. Alex Winter, Alex Winter is super old. Keanu Reeves is just not getting any older. And that's fine. Yeah, I think I, yeah, Keanu Reeves, um, Jesus. Yeah, he's well, Keanu, a, Keanu Reeves is the Highlander, right? Like he, he, he seems to sure. not be. Yeah, pretty right, sure. Like, yeah, it's, he just—he's yeah. got like a—he's got like a cage full of like Californian surfer punks that he's just killing off every once in a while and taking their essence. I, well, you I know, think that's how it well, works out. Well, it's like every everyone—it's been like a like a joke for so long. It's like, wow, Keanu Reeves is in like because we're so used to like cool actors like living really hard. You know, no, it's like, like it, I watched the first John Wick movie and it's like. Did they make this a year after Point Break? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, because we're 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 so used to actors who are cool and have that kind of like Zen thing about them, you know. Also, being guys who like live really hard and 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 burn out really quick. And then when you look it up, it's like you know, how come Keanu Reeves, you know, has an age today? And it's like, oh well, actually, he's got a really good diet and he doesn't drink or do drugs and he doesn't he's, spend any of his money and he's, he's like actually the Tom like, you know, Brady the, of action movie stars. Well, yeah, except I think uh, I think Keanu Reeves uh, knows how water works, though. Well, I mean, well, I didn't say intelligently. <laughs> I, 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 I said I said you know look and lifestyle is a difference. Right. Uh, did you did you read the excerpts from Brady's books about uh, about about what about how he thinks water works? No. So it's, uh, it's it's really something. He's uh, he has he has some interesting thoughts on uh, what he thinks is keeping him healthy. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. At so least he's working. not a Scientologist. 
Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's, and it it doesn't matter because he's married to a supermodel, so I'm sure he's just doing what he's told, and those chicks know everything about, I'm sure that, you know, whatever he thinks is keeping him in shape, she's just shoving egg white omelets and, like, cucumber facials in front of him, and then he's going to the training day and saying, it's like, hey guys, I took a beta carotene shot, and look at my muscles, and thinking that's doing it, you know? Yeah. But, uh. Oh, Tom Brady. And and we just you know here in New England we we put up with the frosted tips and everything else because uh, you know it uh, brings the championships most of the time. The man can play football. He can play football. He can play football. Um. Oh man, where did we get to Tom Brady from? Um, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about Super Troopers at one point during there. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, so, so so in so in other movie news. Um. Yes. So apparently Todd McFarlane is absolutely still making his Spawn movie. Oh, Speaking yeah, of right. things That's... that are too late, they're too soon. Oh, um, God. So, Jamie Foxx is going to be Spawn? Yeah, yeah, that's... Jamie Foxx has the weirdest career, doesn't he? I mean, is it wrong that that actually makes me kind of excited to see whatever bonkers-ass fucking movie they're making here? Because Jamie yeah, Foxx yeah. can act. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is... It... And if there was ever, a, you know... A, if if you ever needed another way to you know set Jamie Fox aside from Michael Jai White, it's that yeah, Jamie Fox yeah. can act. Uh, Michael Jai White what? can act. Michael... He could not act in Spawn. He's been very no one... good in other things. No one could act in Spawn. I don't know. John Leguizamo chewed the fuck out of that movie. He was having a well, great time. Well, right, but John Leguizamo is like an actual good actor, though. He's he's entertaining in Spawn, but go look at him in, you know, like a dozen other things, and, and that's not like... Like, John Leguizamo should have... Doesn't he have a bunch of Tonys? John, yeah, that that's actually where his interest lies. Um, yeah, I mean, like, he, he's one of those guys who they haven't put him in the right roles yet, but John Leguizamo should absolutely well, be an EGOT by now. That That's the thing, right? Look at any Baz Luhrmann movie he's shown up in, and there's not a single one of them I really like, except for, um, I, I liked the uh, Romeo and Juliet thing he did because that was just yeah, different. But Leguizamo is a fucking powerhouse in all of he those is. movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the um, man, sh- the man just if, does theater. Him and him and he, Hugh Jackman need to do like a theater mm. buddy cop movie, and we'll just <laughs> print print uh, Oscars him, for the two of them. Him. Him and him and Jack, him and Jackman would be really good in a movie together, right? I, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what the hell they should do. Like, imagine uh, speaking. I I we Sarah and I put ourselves through the Greatest Showman, um, because oh, okay, okay, and yeah, goddamn, I, I, I'm watching it and like the, the songs are very good and they're they very are. and they're very emotional and they get you locked into what's going on. And then we both sat and looked at each other when it ended and went. What the fuck just happened? Like, the, the songs were great, and it, it was like it was like the songs had been written kind of like the way the ABBA songs in Mamma Mia had been done. Yeah, and then yeah. they just kind of said, okay, and movie. And I'm like, yeah, I'm it, sitting there and going, the movie never took off. It, it, nothing happened. Like, not only is it making a guy who's a bit of a dirtbag not literally look like a dirtbag, but the story didn't start. Mm. I don't yeah, know. The, the Greatest Showman does feel like someone had like seven or eight songs vaguely about putting on a show, 
and then say, okay, shit, uh, where do we put... Hey, uh, P.T. Barnum hasn't had a musical, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, look, it's, it's either P.T. Barnum or Buffalo Bill. What do we do? But the fucking weird thing, right, is in theater that can work. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, that's a, the thing. But they, in a they movie, made in, a narrative, movie. in a narrative, it doesn't work. Yeah, well, no, that that movie exists so that it can get so that the songbook can get well known enough that it can be a Broadway show in like three years. I mean, that makes sense. But but I mean, just like, let's take that, you know, have Jackman and uh, and Leguizamo make a I mean, a jokey, like kind of like um, 21 Jump Street style teardown of theater movies starring the two of them would be a friggin riot. You know, if if they did the producers again, they could do that. Like oh, they never would. Shit. You know, like they like they never like they never would because no one is no one's ever going to accept anyone like doing that again, other than like Nathan Lane and uh, and Matthew Broderick again, and they're kind of the wrong ages now. But like Jackman, as, so as which Matthew one of them would and, be? Which one of them would be the zero Mostel role? Because I oh, could oh, see. Ja- oh, ja- Jack. Oh, Jack. I know Gallifrey, Jackman definitely. would do it, but I could see either of them pulling off the other role. Uh, Jack Jackman's older, and and he he's kind of like the more authoritative. So I th- I think uh, you know more more there. I, yeah, I, I, I think, guess. I think Jack I Jackman guess. for Bialystok and uh, and uh, and uh, Leguizamo for Bloom. Speaking of see, the, the, the speaking the of I can the see... producers, I was explaining yeah. Bamboozled to someone the other day. Oh yeah, remember how fucking good that was? That is good. That is good. It's it. It's a daring choice by uh, um, Damon Wayans. That was Damon Wayans, right? That's the best role of Damon Wayans' career. That I don't think blank, he's ever or, been that better than Man's that. That's his best movie. Oh, Blank Man's amazing. But I don't well, think... That, Damon Wayans deserved a freaking Oscar for Bamboozled. He just, it, was, it was so out, was of, out was of type. Good. It was so out of type. Yeah. For well, him. that was good. That was good. It was like that or basically playing himself on the sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was a that good was, show that, that too. Was that was a good yeah. show. Yeah, that was good. That's uh, that. That thing is that that whole family is basically like they're kind of at their best when they're just sort of like they should all just host things. They really should. They're they're no, all very yeah. good at that. Yeah, actually, Damon's son is in New Girl, and he's fantastic. I think he that show's over that. now. Yeah, I think that just had its last episode, right? Yeah, and yeah. we got there from Spawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Spawn. So you you were really big into Spawn back in the day. I loved the. I mean, I I will yeah. I will acknowledge it today. Still, I think Todd McFarlane is a very friggin' talented artist. He is. I, He's very talented. I, I still I still follow him on Twitter and watch. He does like the live drawing stuff, and the guy. Yeah. The guy's still got it. But he does. Looking back on Spawn as a comic, I don't. I, I think I just I was really into the art. Um, I, I it was, was I, good art. I was a nightmare before Christmas watching Tim Burton loving goth swaying punk kid that was really into Spawn. And um, that was problematic. And I don't necessarily is Spawn still in production? Like, does he still make the comic? Is it you still know, in I, rotation? Like, or is it is he just riding on the laurels of the 90s? I, I don't know. Oh, man, I, I should I should know this. uh because I know he still makes I the toys. In on. It's it's come back and it's come back in and out a couple of times. I don't know if if current Spawn is still being done, but like Image has done like a few relaunches here and there. I don't know if if like there's a current Spawn storyline, but they've they've relaunched Image a couple times and done a few different versions of Spawn. But I don't 
know that the uh, that like the running Spawn storyline is still going. Because if anything, I mean, I I was into the toys more than I was into the yeah. show, and he made one hell of a toy company. I he mean, did. The, he did the detail in everything they make. It was like Sideshow Collectibles, the action figure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, yeah. they they did a really really nice job. Yeah. No, and Spawn Spawn did a really good job of kind of like uh, as a as a comic sort of synthesizing the uh, you know what was the like the reigning indie comic aesthetic of you know hey here's you know like very over design graphic horror movie you know half Sandman half HP uh, Lovecraft imagery with more conventional superhero stuff like what what a whole lot of other creators were trying to do he pretty much nailed in like the mass marketable version of with like that one character and he found what to cash in on cashed in on it and wrote it and you know good for him I'm I'm not in love with everything that went down afterwards like all all of that business with uh Miracle Man, Marvel Man, and that whole thing with uh, with Neil Gaiman, that was shady. Exactly. He, he exactly. He should. He should. He he shouldn't have done that shit. But you know, and there's a lot of other stuff. He's he's not well well liked in his industry for good reason. But Spawn, good good stuff. You can't take that away from him. Um, I have severe doubts that this movie ever comes out. I agree. But I'm there it's an for it though. Yeah. I think if you're gonna team up, I mean. Blumhouse has done this amazing thing of basically saying, hey, what if we were full moon, but, you know, for not not with credibility, that's the wrong thing, because full moon knew exactly what they were doing. But it's that they're bringing back that you can have five or six them in a 24, you know, you can have five or six horror movies or just anything in that kind of genre film out in big theaters and someone's going to give them a chance. And yeah. I think, and they're doing this amazing thing. And I was, I was talking to someone the other day who was like, you know, if it, the, the star Wars over budget problem, right. Which is, which is also the fact that they made two movies with solo. We talked about that before. Um, but regardless, a company like Blumhouse would come in, you know, and maybe not with star Wars, but maybe there's a company out there that can do something like that for them. Like, like they fixed M night Shyamalan. You know what I yeah, mean? They they, yeah. they reined him in. The guy was a talented filmmaker. I would really like to see Zack Snyder work with these guys. Do you know what I mean? They can find him a script. They can, you know, I would like to see Zack Snyder's Spawn movie. Right? If 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 we're going around clamoring for him to make more comic book movies, look what look what that guy did with Dawn of the Dead. Look what he did with Watchmen. This is the right guy for that kind of thing, right? You know, I think the. Blumhouse grabbing up Todd McFarland, and I think guess Kevin Smith is involved as a producer, which awesome. I mean, I didn't know he was into Spawn, but th- there you go. Uh, I know we already talked about this in a podcast, but I'm there for the movie if it ever comes out. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, th- the best version of Spawn was still the HBO show. Yeah, yeah, that was phenomenal. That was really well done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know it was. Well, the the thing with Spawn is that. And I, I enjoyed Spawn for what it was. The The problem is is that it, it kind of is, and McFarlane is guilty of this for, for you know, kind of leaning into it, is it, Spawn really needs someone to, to, to kind of take on it like the people who have taken over the, uh, 
the Deadpool properties in, yes. in the movies and in the comics to kind of look at it with a certain amount of objectivity and say, okay, here's what works and, he, and here's what doesn't about this. Because the, the Deadpool movies have leaned very hard into the fact that there are kind of a handful of things that worked very, very well about the Rob Liefeld era of X-Men comics. And the rest of it really only works if you treat it as a joke or just don't do it. And uh, I don't know that Spawn needs to be a parody, but... Whenever I hear McFarlane talk about how he wants to do this movie and, like, for... I mean, he, he's he been talking about doing this on his own for about, like, 25 years now. Since, since, since about since a year after one. the first movie came out. Yeah. Right. And it's always seems to have been... And who knows how much he believes his own hype. I mean, who can who can say? But... It's always been about how this needs to be more than a superhero because Spawn is not just a superhero. Like, y you get the sense sometimes that McFarlane, when he talks about Spawn, that he thinks that he has something here that's like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing or The Crow or Hackslash or one of these properties that is more than a... Uh, that then a book about not that there's anything wrong with a book about superheroes, but Spawn is basically a hard R Doctor Strange book. You know, yes, it it's, is. It's it's a really, I mean, Spawn is a zombie from hell wearing a superhero costume who shoots green ecto energy at clown monsters who turn into devils, and I mean, one of the bad guys is called Overt Kill. You know, there's sexy angel wenches and, and all this business. Like, Spawn... For, for those of you who are, who are listening to this and only tangentially know Spawn from your older brother's uh, action figure collection that he's going to come back for one day on the shelf... <laughs> for, for, right, for, 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 those, for those of you who don't really have any conception of what Spawn was and, and just sort of need to understand this, Spawn was a uh, heterosexual male Bayonetta. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, that's the aesthetic that this was. It was way the hell over the top. It thought it was completely serious. And even though it's all about angels and devil, like, Sp Spawn wears a superhero. He, he dresses like Venom, and he wears Doctor Strange's cape, and underneath the Venom suit, he's a zombie, and also he has the Punisher's gun. Yeah. Like it's the it's the most over the top absurd ridiculous nonsense and Mc, but whenever McFarlane and when he was making the comics the initial ones he leaned directly into that like they're they're very unpretentious about this whole thing even when Alan Moore was writing them for a while and and doing spawn stories he they were allowed to be just fun shooting monsters, ghouls, you know, over-the-top Robert E. Howard-type dialogue, but still just having a fun party with it. But when McFarlane talks about whenever he wants to do the movie, he says, well, you know, the movie is actually going to be a Sam and Twitch detective story, and Spawn will barely be in it, and he's just going to be like a shadow hulking in the, the darkness... Nobody actually wants that, Todd. We, you know, just just make a... 
this movie should cost like fifty million dollars, and the effects don't need to be that good. You know, and just you, put put a guy in a Spawn costume. Give him like Robert Rodriguez. I was just made about to say six it. of these fucking movies. Ro- right Robert, now. Robert yeah. Rodriguez could have made a Spawn movie on a Spy Kids budget and would have looked yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that. That's where this should be, but it it. it Either he's bought his own hype, or he, or he really maybe wants to make like uh, like a an actual horror movie and thinks the only way he can get it done is to put Spawn in it. I don't know, but it it just it feels like they keep they've been overthinking this forever, and meanwhile it just seems like it's I don't know it. I'm stuttering again, but it, it it just seems like this is, like, it's it's a Hellboy that you don't have to spend any real money on. Exactly. And <laughs> hell, that, and hell, that guy, Del Toro, would probably make a great Spawn movie. I don't want him to waste his time on it, but he'd probably right, yeah, make but, a great Spawn yeah. movie. Well, That's but it's, right it's, up his alley. Yeah. <laughs> like, De- Deadpool, once they cleared the rights... And got Fox and got Fox to say yes, you can do this as an R-rated movie. They knocked that thing out in six months for fifty spent, million well, bucks. Yeah, they spent a third of what they spent on the X-Men movies, and now those are the only X-Men movies people want to see. And, and rightfully so, they did a good job. I can't. I haven't seen the second one yet, but from what I hear, I can't believe they pulled off the joke twice. I yeah, really it's, can't. It's, it's very funny, and and it, it works. And I have I have fun with it. And and that's where where that's me. And I. I don't know. I think someone, someone other than Todd McFarlane should be making this because if hell, even if 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 Fox had the rights to to spawn right now, I feel like they would have made it, and maybe it, like who knows if it would have been good, but uh, you know it would have come out and they probably would have made some money off of it because it just see it just seems like a layup. You yeah, know? especially with Deadpool and Logan coming right off the reins of those. Yeah, no, it's but, it's. But it, instead, it, but it, instead, they made the Venom movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, if oh god, if Sony had Spawn, if yeah. Sony had Spawn, we would have so many Spawn movies right now. We would have a Spawn cinematic universe, whether we wanted it or not. Oh god, we'd have the Spawn movie. We'd you know, have... Bob, and unfortunately, the Spawn cinematic universe would also have fucking Kiss in it. Oh god, remember Psycho Circus? Oh no! You 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 that was never, that was, Bob. You, that was Italian yeah. with Spawn. If you don't remember, I I I, I know oh, it is, but I fuck. I know it is. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think you could get. Uh, I don't think you could get Gene Simmons to sign uh, to sign anything now that uh, that he didn't get to run. That's true. Because now, because like it's it's hard it's hard to get Kiss to say yes to things now because uh, any anything that's not family friendly. Because like Kit, because because uh, because Kiss is looking out for their money now. That's fine. Good because like for the, Kiss. The, well, no, the last Kiss thing was like the Scooby Doo crossover. I remember that. Yeah, that was that what that what that wasn't bad. I, I like Kiss. I just uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just don't I don't need to see the Kiss Spawn movie crossover. <laughs> I just don't think we need that. <laughs> do, do you ever stop yourself and remind yourself that like Gene Simmons has been married to Shannon Tweed for like? 20 years and 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 it's just like a totally normal thing now good good for him yeah what's yeah. it from role models they're a bunch of jewish kids that dressed like women so they could get chicks yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's, that's, that's love that. gun he's talking about his dick 
I love that movie. <laughs> you know, with the state of the world right now, how is, how is Gene Simmons not like the ambassador to Israel right now? Oh. Uh, that's oh, going to happen. No. Now, now Now that I've said that's going to happen. Oh, Bob, I don't need any more of these. We've got Kanye West and uh, fucking um, De- Dennis, Rodman. Dennis Rodman already. Yeah. Why do I need more? Hey, you know, you know who I haven't heard from in a while. I just, I just, I it, it just occurred to me. You know, you know what name I haven't heard in a while. Oh God, Kato Kalen. Oh, you have, you haven't heard you haven't heard that name in a while, right? I'm surprised he wasn't running around on the circuit when those OJ movies came out. Yeah, I think I think he knows to keep his head down. Good. Oh shit! Wait, is he is wait is he dead? I don't think he's dead. Oh shit! I, no, I'm I'm gonna. F- did we wait, just kill? I, did we just kill Kato Kalen? Should, should That's I not cool. I don't. I mean, Kato Kalen. It claims I mean, all, he's all, an American actor. Well, Kato, no, I mean, all, all, Kato, all he did was Kato Kalen is not dead. Was he? Was he in one of the Sharknados? Oh my god, I think he was. Was he? Was he in a Sharknado? We're gonna figure that out later. I don't feel like reading right now. Okay. I think he was. I think he was in the most recent Sharknado. Isn't the next one in space? I think so. Well, like the second one, the third one, I think like ended in space. Oh, speaking of that, I finally saw a trailer for uh, the Meg in theaters. <laughs> I, is it wrong that I am so ridiculously excited for that piece of shit to come out? Doesn't that look awesome? It looks amazing. I want to. I want to see I, that movie a hundred times. Well, I, you you you're not you're not excited to see Jason Statham fight giant Chinese jaws? No, I'm really fucking excited, actually. <laughs> Dude, Jason Statham is going to save, like, what I think is the United Arab Emirates from giant Chinese jaws. I just hope it's as good as it looks. It, it, it yeah. looks it looks like such a friggin' blast. It looks like Deep Blue Sea if they were trying even less hard to make something comprehensive. Yeah. Can I can I just say one thing about the trailers for, for The Meg, though? Because I, having been in theaters where, where they show trailers for The Meg... Because it's a it's a monster trailer, so it gets stuck in front of goddamn everything. Everything. Every, every everything. To everyone who will ever go to see trailers for the Meg, when they when when the title comes up and and that the title for the movie is the Meg, everyone has already made the joke. You don't have to make it. Shut up. <laughs> every every single time I've been in a theater for this movie, you know they they do the thing, and you know that they've got like the song is uh, Beyond the Sea, and it's playing whatnot, and it's uh, you know, and the thing, and then the title comes up, and without fail, like twenty four drunk assholes in the theater all at once think they're the first person who's thought to go shut up, Meg. Yeah, I know what happened in, uh, in the theater I saw it in. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, okay. All right. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of Blumhouse, you saw a Blumhouse movie, didn't you? Right? I did. Case? I did. Um, I think last week you had mentioned that you saw it, and I said for homework I would go see a Blumhouse movie. Yeah. Um, so I I did, and I got to say, um, first and foremost, I don't know how this movie got a summer release. But I'm so fucking happy that it did. <laughs> I, so w- w- what I'm talking about for those of you that are listening to this that haven't seen it is Upgrade. Holy shit. Um, I didn't think they made this movie anymore, Bob. 
Yeah. Um, so, so for those of you that don't know what Upgrade is, Upgrade is written and directed by Lei Wanell. Am I pronouncing that right, or is it Lee? Uh, it's Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell, who you may remember as the guy who's not Carrie Elways in Saw. Um, who also wrote who also Saw. wrote Saw and co-directed it, I believe, with um his friend James Wan, who is you know making Aquaman right now, um or made Aquaman. I don't really know, but James Wan gets a pass on whatever he's doing right now because the guy's fucking awesome. But yeah, Lee Lee Wanell has been you know kind of just co-writing and doing small things, and he made this really tight, well done, cheap, but doesn't look it. Um, I'd say this, this, this is, this is as impressive to me in a sci-fi genre as when you and I went and saw Equilibrium. That's like the closest thing I can remember in recent time to seeing in a theater and just going, wow, like they did so much with so little. Do you remember Equilibrium, bub? Uh, damn right I do. The, the Christian Bale gun kung fu movie. Gun kata. It's called where, Gun where, where, where Sean Thank Bean you. bites it in the first five minutes because that's what Sean Bean does best. Hey, he doesn't just bite it; he gets shot through, through a Bible, the face through a copy of William Butler Yeats' poetry. That's it. Yes. Oh, it's that movie's fucking awesome. But anyway, I, I have the same feeling watching this. If they're doing so much with so little, and um, so is this a sci-fi movie? Yeah. Is it a yeah. horror movie? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Terminator and RoboCop had like a weird ass baby, um, <laughs> is, is is a good way to put it. Um, but but for those of you that don't know what Upgrade is, and um, I, I'm gonna preempt. I'm not gonna say spoiler alert at the beginning of it, but I'll say it now because Upgrade is very tight and very small, but Upgrade has surprises. And if you don't want to know what's going on in Upgrade going in, turn this off. Go watch it turn the podcast back on with all the great movies out there. You've got Infinity War, you've got Deadpool 2, Black Panther might still be playing in theaters. Um, there, there's just tons of great movies out there right now. But this one's sneaking in in the summer and, and actually making some money. I mean, it's a $4.5 million movie. Bob, is, is that how much this thing costs? It costs very little. I, I don't ever pay attention to like I think budgets, it's, but I think it's it's like a $16 million at least. It, that, but, that could but, be a total. So. But man... You know, so so any spoiler alert on that, but but what Upgrade is about is this character whose name I can't remember um, in in the future um, is like the only guy left in was this Detroit or L.A. I can't remember. I believe I believe it's uh, it. It's somewhere well, it's on, like it's, that. It's, it's it's on a coast. Is it Seattle? It might be Seattle. Um, well, pe- they pe- shot it in Australia, but it's yeah, I know that to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, but anyway, he's like the last guy left in this area that still works with his hands because we're in the not too distant future where everybody's life is taken care for them by computers. Some people have cybernetic upgrades in like the Minority Report vein. Um, but you know, it's very simple, straightforward. The guy likes to fix things with his hands. He doesn't really buy into the whole cybernetic thing. But his wife works for. One of like the it's supposed to be known. It's like one of the big wig name computer companies that makes all of this junk that you use in your house that does everything for you. Her car is a self driving car that he doesn't trust because he's an old school American boy that fixes cars with his hands. And he has gone and fixed up. Um, I think it's a Firebird. 
Am I? Yeah, it's like a pony. It's like a Pontiac yeah. Firebird. And he's fixed it up for basically, um, you know, I, I don't even know. <laughs> Who's your well, best computer uh, software company head that this kid's trying to do an impression of? It's basically well, he, Jared Leto, but tolerable. Is, well, is, he's like he, he's like anime Elon Musk, right? Yeah, anime Elon Musk, exactly. And he right. he he takes his wife with him to deliver this car, and she follows him in her self-driving car, and they deliver this car to the kid, and he's a little weird, and he shows them this cybernetic enhancement that you know is going to revolutionize the world. And it's a little too super villainy, heavy-handed conversation. But this is one of the great things this movie does: is it's playing with what your expectation, and it's constantly redirecting and subverting it to still kind of, oh, I kind of saw you were going there territory. But it doesn't enough that it's really interesting. Yeah, they get in an accident. Guy gets paralyzed. Wife gets killed, and this guy shows up in the hospital, gives him the cybernetic enhancement. Now begins your body horror and crazy revenge story. Um, the guy's hunting down the people that were there the night where his wife was killed. But what's really cool is, you know, it's in that not-too-distant future, so he's, like, watching security footage that drones took, but the drones still aren't good enough to do, like, the futuristic enhance, enhance, enhance to see, like, a tattoo on a guy's leg. But STEM, which is his cybernetic implant, can't. And yeah. I, I find that really cool. So it's like the movie's constantly playing with this limitation of technology where, say, like, Stem is making him fight for him because that's what he does. It's kind of it's basically Venom, right? But but good. Well, kind of. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> Stem is Stem is basically it's it's like Alexa, but it it's like in his spine. Yeah. And it talks to him. So so he he still can't technically walk. But Stem can move his arms and legs for him, and he can tell it, make my legs go forward, make my arms go up and down. And if he tells it to, he can say, okay, I authorize you to start fighting for me. And then his head kind of slumps down, and then his body jerks around like a marionette and just kicks ass on his own. And I gotta say, I don't know if they did this with some sort of practical effects work or blue screening or what. But it's the, all in camera. The I, acting, I asked it. Yeah. the acting that this guy pulls off is mm. is freaking stellar. If he yeah. doesn't win awards in like the sub in the genre circuit, something is very very wrong because this is a physical acting job. Of the likes of you know the Bruce Campbells and people would be in awe of this. This is th- this is like performance art. You know well, what I mean. Na- his name is Logan Marshall Green. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. I think he's fucking awesome. And it, yeah, good, good guy. Yeah, you met him? Uh, well, no. Um, Logan Marshall Green, I've, I, I have not met, but he, he has. Uh, he's known in the industry as, uh, as a pretty good guy. He's had kind of a tough time getting noticed because he's, he's in this kind of unfortunate spot of looking exactly like Tom Hardy. He does look exactly like Tom Hardy. <laughs> so so he's so he can kind of gets put in in movies where like oh hey Tom Hardy was really good in that movie it's like no it was this other guy but he he's been in in some very uh interesting films and uh this this is uh, a good one to get noticed in but uh you mentioned about the uh the performance stuff that's all uh choreography and uh practical camera work with the uh the stem fight scenes that's and a, it, uh, you couldn't have done it any other way and and it it plays to a really cool theme that this movie has that even though he has an enhancement that's taking care of all of his movements and everything for him. It needs his help. It still needs that. You still need a human being. You still need a human brain, at least while it's still learning and, and we'll get there. But there's yeah. like, 
you know, it still needed him to drive the stick shift car. You know, and I thought that was really cool. Right, like, yeah. really, and when he's facing off against that other guy with the with the cybernetic enhancements, but like the cheapo versions, uh, the one that his wife's company builds, which oh, I yeah, always thought yeah. he's going and killing off all these people that killed his wife. And one of the red herrings is that they're all full. They're all ex-military and they have their own. Oh, this is helping you walk again or this gives you a gun for an arm or, the, you know, whatever it is. And yeah. when he gets into a fight with them, it since they're cybernetically enhanced, all it can do is match and counter the moves and it's going, I can't win. And so he actually has to get into their human part of their head, which is a weakness. And yeah. he like, he goes, oh, would, would, you know, would, would your friends that died in the war, you know, um, be proud of you right now, proud of what you're doing. And he catches the guy off guard and is able to take yeah. him. And I loved that kind of deconstruction of, you know, mm. when we eventually get to where this is going, where the, the upgrade is basically Agent Smithing him and wants to be human and is waiting until he pushes it far enough where he breaks his brain and it's able to put him into the sunken place like and get out. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it basically breaks. And, and I loved that. I thought the last like 10 minutes of this movie are so intense because everything you think you've figured out now is taken away. The, the, the computer company guy was not in charge. He was actually another slave of STEM. And, you know, I loved all of that. And then it gets really gooey and really gory and really gross. And then, it, you know, like like the best movies of the genre, the Terminators, the Robocops, it ends where it should. There's no crazy exposition. There's no additional. It just kind of, it, it ends with a big stinger of, and we're fucked. Or at least this guy is fucked. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to see what what a world controlled by STEM is going to look like. But it's like that last, like you said, it's kind of like an episode of Black Mirror or something else. It's like the, where does technology go too far? The movie shows you, oh, the technology human blending can be a great thing and they can work together. And no, the technology is going to get too big for its britches and become evil. Sorry. (laughs) And I love, what what, what, what was your thoughts? I, I, I know I talked for a bit about that, but... I'm really enthusiastic about this movie. I want people to discover this movie. You know, I really dug. I I, I really dug it. I thought it was a trip. It's 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 kind of like it, it's almost the movie like if they had tried to make like Ghost in the Shell in, a, in a, as a live action movie in like 1993, it would have had to be this. You know what it kind of reminded me of was The Giver. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's uh, it's 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 very early cyberpunk. It's got a lot of uh, you know body horror stuff. It's it's fun, you know. It's it's you know it's it's down and dirty and it's lean and it's doing exactly, uh, you know, as much as it can with the budget and uh, the the little things that they can do with the effects stuff. You know, the the fight scene stuff is it's very clever choreography and they just kind of like attached a selfie stick to the guys while they were fighting to get it that worked weird, really uh, well. The, the locked in camera shots that. You know, I'd seen that in a press screening with them, and you could you could see the audience kind of going with the story because there isn't like a lot of action up until the first time we see that, and it's just kind of like, okay, this is a this is a sci this is a sci-fi drama. You know, it's about this guy getting back up out of his wheelchair. Okay, okay, and then that kicks in, and it's like, whoa, holy shit! Okay, this is like the first time you see bullet time. It's like, whoa, yeah, okay, it's, that's it's, that's something. It would make a great double feature with Hardcore Henry. Because, yeah, yeah. because while that movie is like the bug nuts version of every theme this movie has, like yeah. hardcore, hardcore Henry is like, you know, the video game version of Upgrade as envisioned by like an eight year old. 
and and yeah. that's and that's fine. But they'd make a cool double feature because Upgrade still has the same exact amount of fun with what it's yeah. doing, but Upgrade also has a story, and that was really the only thing with Hardcore Henry. And not that I did, I love the hell out of Hardcore Henry, but Hardcore Henry was all about the experience. Hardcore Henry was in a theme park ride, you know yeah. what I mean? And and this this movie. It, it wants you to be emotionally invested in this main character. God damn, you really are. Yeah, it's I I I mean it did it did decently and it, for a movie of this size, for a movie that if it wasn't a Blumhouse thing and they didn't think shit, you know, we've already made our money back pretty much by making it, so we're just gonna put it in theaters and and let it do what it's going to do. Uh, you know, it's it's done decently on release. They they've got it out there, but you know, it'll it'll get an audience and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna make a, be... it's gonna make a killing streaming. If this had been a made for Netflix yeah. movie, this is something that everybody would be talking about. Yeah, I, I think that this will be one that people will, will be, uh, will be talking about in, uh, in, a, in, in, you know, well, this, this will be on, uh, on lists. You know, when people talk about, it's like, hey, you know, this is, uh, have you ever seen, you, you know, that's a good fight scene, but have you, you ever seen the first, uh, the first STEM fight in Upgrade? Yeah, or like uh, it's just little things. Like I, I, I did see it again with like with a regular audience to see what the reaction is, and it's you can tell when an audience is coming with like a I've never seen that in a movie, you know, like in that with with the first Iron Man, you know, I knew that was gonna be a giant hit, not just from from the well from the trailers, you knew that was going to be a giant hit, but like the first time that uh you know he he put on the uh the, the the glove and you know like looked at the TV and saw the terrorist guys and you know kind of closed the the hand on the glove and like like fl- flies off to fight the guys and the audience kind of goes like yeah and like oh pe- people are into this they know like the first time in the, other than the first fight scene in this the first time that the guy put the shotgun uh put the rifle round into the slot in his yes. arm so 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 he can shoot a bullet out of his palm the uh, like the even though we'd seen him shoot the bullet out of his hand on like the video thing, the minute they went the guy like click boom like that, the uh, like half the audience like jumped up and went yeah like like the idea of that and was so cool. And I haven't like, seen yeah. that in a movie. I haven't felt that way in a movie. Like like you said, the first time you see bullet time, first time yeah. in Iron Man. These are things from 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 a younger time for you and I. But like it really brings me back to like going to like sixth grade in school or fifth grade and have someone go, Oh man, have you seen the part in, you know, Jason lives where, you know, he impales the guy and his heart stuck on the thing behind it. And then you yeah, go out yeah. and you rent that movie cause you want to see it. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah, and and yeah. this like, and the fact that so much of this movie was practical, you know, yeah. there's so much that happens in movies now that I don't think I'm not saying you can't do this kind of stuff with digital effects. I'm saying that the movies have gone so far past it that they don't care for the detail of something like this anymore. This movie only yeah. had these few tools in its toolbox, so it really spent time on the details. You know what movie felt a lot like this, too, was Dread. Yes, yes, definitely. It, it, it had that, you know, where, where our scope is way more zoomed. Like, we're mm. giving you this big world, but we're kind of really focusing on only this little tiny part of it. I, I love the bit with the hacker girl that Stem, I mean, after you go through the movie and realize what's going on, you realize Stem, the whole point was to get him to her, right? It's not to save him. It's 
You yeah. know, it, but yeah. still, when she says um, we can't let them win, it's a cool little added thing, and we never see her again. But it's like, okay, is she like an enhanced human that wants? Is Stem talking to her? Is this a person yeah. he brought in? Yeah. You know, what's going on here? And they leave that open. But because they leave it open, you can add so much to it in your head. And not in, like, the crappy, you know, um, like, Star Wars whiny, it's not on my D&D sheet, so Luke Skywalker can't do that kind of a way. But in that, like, building your own mythos, because this is probably the only movie we're going to get of this. And the, yeah. the, the fact that it, it just, I like seeing people that are detail-oriented make and I don't think, mm. and again, you know, you might say, well, he made Saw, this isn't his first rodeo, but it's like, he really has kept doing this kind of stuff, mm. you know? Speaking of that, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I was going to yeah. go from there. Oh, speak, yeah, no. I, I was going to go some, do you have anything else you want to say upgrade other than I think everyone watching this or listening to this should get out and see it now? No, go see Upgrade, it's cool. This is This has been a good... It's been a good couple of years for, you know, like smaller sci-fi horror stuff. It's sort of like been everyone has talked about, oh, this has been like the era of the of the superhero thing. And it has, but like the smaller, like like mid-range sci-fi horror genre filming is happened to. This is like we got Annihilation and Upgrade in the same year. Annihilation and Upgrade are two of my favorite movies this year. Easily. Good stuff. Easily. Good stuff. Just because yeah. I mean, there might be movies that were better, but they're like they just they struck me as so Someone is bleeding all over this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone, yeah. someone is putting their heart and soul into this story, and um, I, uh, I like, I like seeing that on a big screen and having it look expensive. You know what I mean? Having it look like someone really wanted this movie to get out there. Um, mm. I think we're, we're hitting about the hour mark. Um, yeah, which is fine. But you know, we we both have lives. But I wanted to end it on on a. There's a somber thing I wanted to talk about um, okay. because Father's Day is coming up. And, you know, we, yeah. we, we kind of share ourselves with people. But um, mm. there's this Dumbo trailer. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I know that Disney's doing the, the thing they did with Maleficent with the, you know, slowed down. Like they did that really cool Once Upon a Dream thing in there. And they're doing kind of the slowed down Dumbo thing here. But Tim, Tim Burton's hit or miss, right? Especially lately. But yeah. I, this trailer made me made me cry, mm. and I don't know, and not because it's bad. Don't fucking get out there. There's, I'm sure there's, but all it made me think of was Big Fish, and mm. Big Fish makes me think of dads, just like Guardians of the Galaxy two, and Father's Day is coming up, and I, I you and I have similar demons and issues of recent with that, and um. I just wanted to, to let you know, and I, I guess I'll do it over a recording, that um, it hit me pretty hard, Bob. Yeah, and yeah. Dumbo. I'm, Dumbo did yeah, that I'm, to me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to Dumbo. I'm not... I'm not I, I don't think... Re- I, I yeah. don't know if it'll be good, but that trailer, that trailer just hit a chord for me. Yeah, that's... Uh, and it's the Big Fish chord. And, oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Big Fish, Big Fish, underappreciated movie. Big Fish is one of his best, actually. It, in my, it in is, in my opinion. It is in in a pantheon of great films. The guys yeah. made great films. He, Big he Fish has. is one of the best. Yeah, you you can't take that away. Uh, yeah, I I question making a live action version of Dumbo. No, I I don't think it's uh, a good idea. That tra- yeah. I'm just telling you, it's the trailer that did it. You know that. Yeah, no, all, it's a, all it's I a, see is it, Big Fish. 
Yeah, no, it's a it's a well cut trailer. It's I mean they've got Danny DeVito back doing basically the, the role same from bit Big from Fish. yeah, and uh, I think is that is that that's Colin Farrell, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so this is Colin Farrell back. Uh, looks like he brought his costume from Saving Mr. Banks. So this is yep. people who've people who've done this job for Disney a couple times. Yep. But uh, so, you know, maybe maybe I know it's I guess it's a substantially different version of Dumbo. It's Tim Burton. I mean, the, yeah. the guy, I don't think I've really liked, I mean, Big Eyes was very good. Big Eyes was but, good. But like Sweeney well, Todd, despite the Johnny Depp thing, you know, it, it, Sweeney Todd is is top form for everyone involved. And aside from Big Eyes, he's just been kind of on autopilot for a bit. So I don't really yeah, know what. Miss Peregrine's was pretty good. Yeah, actually it was. I'm, I mean, I'm look. I'm I'm kind of a like you know. Like I am they, a they sucker. Kinda... I am a sucker for Harry Potter X Men type movies. Well, I, I mean, I like, like they, the premise was good, and they did have Ava Green doing like the the stern English headmistress thing, so they kind of had me there. But uh, you know, it uh, that that basically worked. But th- I guess this is different than like you know the original Dumbo because oh. they you know like original Dumbo is an hour long and uh, if you're going to cut out the talking mouse and the racism you're you're kind of down to about 20 minutes of yeah, Dumbo yeah you, you have about the first 10 minutes of it and then parts of the end yeah well i mean like i said for for some reason people really liked this this tweet but as i'm going to bed i mentioned on on Twitter, you know that you know isn't Dumbo barely over an hour long and just life kicking the shit out of the elephant until he gets blackout drunk and then wakes up and finds out he has mutant powers? And it looks like they kept the blackout drunk from this trailer. Yeah, yeah. We got we, the pink we, elephant. We, I saw yeah, that. We, we have a pink elephant. Well, so, I mean, so, so, so yeah. I'll go from somber real quick because I know we want to get to the end of this, but s- something else yeah. happened since the last time we talked. It right. looks like they finally made a Transformers movie for us, Bob. Oh yeah, Bumblebee. Bumblebee looks pretty good. The Leica guy made a Transformers movie, and it looks really good. It does. Yeah, Bumblebee looks. the The robot looks good. Uh, John Cena's in it. Exactly. I like. I like when I like when John Cena's in things. Uh, they they make sure to the like. I guess that's Starscream. Yeah, that was pretty kick ass, and the trailer Rick rolled yeah. us, which I also enjoyed. Yeah, and I and I say that you know I guess that's Starscream because like for the first time something changed in a Transformers movie, and I immediately went, oh, I know exactly what that is because it looks like it's supposed to. Yeah, and they didn't give it fucking flames. Well, no, it just it looks like Starscream. It's like oh that I was like hey that looks like uh, the plain Starscream is, and then it turns and I was like oh shit that's Starscream. And did you okay. notice? And did you notice the cameras pulled out and not moving all that much? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, Bay is still producing this, but um, it really looks like a blast. That trailer is a good trailer. It is, and I no one seems to know uh, what the where this fits into the timeline anymore. Cool, which is interesting. Uh, well, because this was supp- officially this was going to be the start of a bunch of Transformers spinoffs to to the the Michael Bay movies, and then. Uh, because uh, last night didn't do a lot of like the box office they wanted it to do, like the 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 gas seemed to finally run out on the tra- on the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Uh, they sort of said no, we're we're kind of we're kind of done. Like they like the, the there's not going to be another Michael Bay Transformers movie. So this is this was already this probably would have been can- canceled if they had not already been making it. Yep. And and so the next decision is. 
uh, that Hasbro is going to have its own cinematic universe, which is dumb. Ugh. But uh, that, what are they going to call be, it? Uh, the Hasbro Cinematic Universe. Oh, apparently. so not not but, like some weird Universal Dark Universe. Thing. Well, well, n- no one knows, but it's apparently the plastic uh, like, universe. It's it's supposedly uh, like mask. A reboot of Transformers, Visionaries, G.I. Joe, Mask, yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, that's apparently is under under green light is Mask. And All right. and a few and a few other who knows if they'll end up making them, but this this is the plan. And people think that John Cena's yet unnamed character in Bumblebee is the, the point that's gonna connect all of these. Oh great. And that they have it. So so no one knows, but no one seems to know whether or not Bumblebee is going to be now the the last Michael Bay related Transformers movie, and then the whole thing is done, or if this becomes the Transformers reboot. I'm so, fine with either of those two things. Yeah, I'm there, and Haley, and that's Haley Steinfeld from True Grit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that. That should be fun. I I'm always it's always fun for me when she shows up in movies now because she's one of those. Uh, young actresses who has that odd relationship with film critics where she started out in a really serious, like, Coen Brothers movie that, like, really serious, like, film snobs really liked, but then she decided she wanted to have a career like a regular young actress where she released a pop album and does movies like this and comedies, and then every time she shows up in one, like the film snobs act really offended that she's an actual teenager. Oh, that band I only like made something else that people like now. Right, right. They, they, they. It's, it's, it's the, it's, it's this weird thing. It's like you know what? What did you think? She I'm was gonna, just gonna. I'm gonna sit in the corner at the show and drink a PBR and act like I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's like when Kirsten Dunst, you know, for like like she was in Interview with the Vampire and uh, like Virgin Suicides, and then she did like you know Spider Man and Bring It On, and she was uh you know critics were like what happened, you know, for like you know fifteen years, and it was like well she was making a whole bunch of money, and and now she's in Sofia Coppola movies or some such. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, there we have it. Okay, I think that's a good place to stop. Sophia Coppola so. movies. Sophia Coppola movies. Wow. All right. Oh, Complete also, si- also yeah. next year on mm-hmm. my birthday again, for the first yeah. time since I was 30, yep. there is a Lego movie. All right. Lego movie 2 looks awesome. We don't need to talk much about it. I just need to let everybody know that I thank whoever is still out there reading my mind because they're giving mm-hmm. me exactly what I want. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. It does look like a lot of fun. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, you can uh, find this podcast, the Talkbuster podcast and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility on my Patreon, patreon.com slash the Chippa. Whoa, excuse me. I'm just going to keep that because why not have a burping? And... um, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at, at the Chippa and check out my YouTube page, which is just my name, Chris Chipman. Um, it's the Chippa made this is what we're calling that. And you can find Bob's stuff at the movie and on his Patreon, patreon.com slash the movie Bob. Is that what it is, Bob? Or slash movie yes, Bob. it is. And uh, on geek.com and all that other great stuff. And uh, if you've got nothing else, Bob, are you good? 
Uh, my Patreon's actually Movie Bob One. I just remembered. Oh, Sorry. Movie Bob it's, One. Uh, it's late right. at night. That's fine. That's right. That's fine. So as always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. Long pause. And thank <laughs> you all for coming along with us on the tangent. Have a good night or day. Good night, everybody.